0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: This episode is brought to you by Peloton. This year, Peloton is gifting you their best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories like cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, and more when you purchase a Peloton bike, bike plus, or tread. Whether you have 10 minutes to spare for a strength class or 30 for a cycling class, there's a workout that works for you. To learn more, visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.
0: Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening
1: to the best football
0: show. Hosted by Elliot Shurr
1: What's going on, everyone? My name is Elliot Shore Parks. Today is Monday, November 14th, and this is the best football show podcast, the place for the top news and opinion from myself and from the best of the best from Odyssey's football podcasts and radio stations. If you like what you hear today, please hit that subscribe button as it helps the show grow. And if you leave a five-star review with your best NFL take, I'll make sure to read it on an upcoming episode. All right. Another wild weekend of football in the NFL. And today I want to focus on some of the best teams in the NFC. Cause I think when you, when you look at the results of Sunday's games, a lot of it really impacted what I think is the power rankings in the NFC. Some of the good teams like Seattle took a loss. And I think some of the other teams like the 49ers had a big win to kind of solidify themselves as one of the best teams in the conference. And then of course we have to talk about the Minnesota. Buffalo game, probably the game of the year so far in the NFL. And I think a really telling game about both teams will concentrate more on the Vikings, but also some of what it means for Buffalo moving forward as they try to maintain that status of one of the legit, legit Super Bowl contenders. So one way I want to do this is I'm going to rank my five top teams in the NFC after another week of uh, football and kind of talk about each and what we learned about them this past Sunday. All right, let's start with what was the first game of uh, Sunday over in Germany. Tampa Bay beating Seattle, and I thought it was a very impressive win for the Buccaneers. I still don't think Seattle is one of those teams where you beat them and you chalk it down as like a really impressive win. Like They're not Buffalo yet. I don't even know if they're the Chargers, to be completely honest, but I think Seattle is certainly a quality opponent, and I think the game showed why the Buccaneers can be a really scary team come playoff time for really any team, but especially some of the teams at the top of the NFC. There's a couple reasons I think that. One is their defense is obviously very good. They're fourth in points allowed. Uh, you saw what they did to Seattle for the majority of the game. And they just have a lot of talent on that defense. Obviously a defensive head coach in Todd Bowles. And when you have that kind of defense, what you need on the offensive side of the ball is a team that takes care of the ball, a team that's not going to turn it over and put the defense in bad spots. And I know that Tom Brady did have a bad interception in this Buccaneers game, but you look on the season, he's done an excellent job taking care of the ball. I believe he now only has two interceptions on the year, he had gone almost 400 straight passes without turning the ball over. And when you have a quarterback that's going to be smart with the football and a defense that is extremely stingy, things are going to turn around. They have a lot of talent on that offense. Mike Evans, Michael Gallup, even Julio Jones yesterday making a big play. They just have a lot of—I'm sorry, not, not Michael Gallup, Michael uh, uh, Goodwin— Godwin. But regardless, they have a lot of talent on that offense. And with that defense, I think they have a chance to really turn things around. And what makes them scary come playoff time is they have Tom Brady at quarterback and they have a really good defense. So you look at some of the teams at the top of the NFC, the Eagles, not a ton of playoff experience, the Vikings, not a ton of playoff experience, right? Like those teams are not going to want to see Tampa come into their building uh, in their first playoff matchup whether it's in the first round if it's minnesota or whether it's in that second round If the eagles do indeed hold on and get a bye, This is a team with a lot of talent a team that was supposed to be better this year And if they can get things rolling if they can get you know Get the offense playing at a higher rate only they're 26 in points per game right now So clearly that has to be better if they can figure out how to run the ball better Like they are not far away from being one of the best teams If not, you know a top three or four team in the nfc and at this point I would put them number five over seattle not only did they beat Seattle, but let's be honest, Like, if you had to pick, if you're, you're one of the top top seeds in the playoffs, who would you rather play, Geno Smith in Seattle or Tom Brady in Tampa, despite their flaws, despite some of the offensive line issues, and again, despite the fact that their offense isn't completely uh, clicking yet. I would still much rather face Seattle than I would Tampa. And I think as the season goes on and we get closer and closer to playoff time, there's gonna be more and more people saying they're hoping to avoid the Buccaneers uh in, in the first round. And I think they ultimately will hold on to to be NFC South champions. The rest of that division just simply isn't that good. And I think the Buccaneers put it together. So a rocky start, certainly, to uh to the year for Tom Brady uh and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I think they've weathered the storm enough. They play in a division where they didn't fall too far behind. And I think that, by, again, by the time playoff time comes around, I do think this is a team people are going to be more and more afraid of. Okay, the number four team on my list is the Dallas Cowboys. I know that they lost on Sunday to the Packers, but I'm still not of the belief that going into Green, going into Green Bay and playing Aaron Rodgers is an easy game. I know their record is not great; they certainly have struggled uh in a lot of areas. The Packers, uh, I'm speaking of, but if you go into Lambeau against Aaron Rodgers, I'm just never going to chalk that up as an easy game. Dallas goes in there; they have control of the game really for for quite a bit of it. They're up 28 to 14. But as Dallas is known to do, they let Aaron Rodgers come back into it. And then in overtime, uh, Aaron Rodgers with the game-winning field goal drive. So a disappointing loss for the Cowboys. But I think that in a lot of ways, this kind of showed um, kind of how high Dallas's ceiling is. We all know how good the defense is. Certainly was not great yesterday. But they're still, even after giving up uh, all those points on Sunday, they're still six and points allowed. I still think they have a very quality defense. I mean, a few weeks ago, I ranked them as a the number one defense in the NFL they're probably not there anymore, um, but I still think they have an elite defense that is going to become playoff time tough for any opposing offense but I think what you sh- what you saw in that game yesterday was their offense still has some potential early on in the year, Dallas really uh, struggled to score obviously that was partially because of Cooper Rush. But you saw yesterday what they were able to do, what CD Lamb was able to do. 28 points on the road in Lambeau. Dak Prescott, 265 yards, three touchdowns. Did have the two interceptions. Clearly, that's not great. But CD Lamb, 150 yards. Like They have firepower on offense. Tony Pollard, 115 yards rushing. And when you combine that with what their defense can do, they have one of the highest ceilings in the conference, strictly because with Dak and those weapons and what Michael Parsons and that defense can do, if they're clicking on all cylinders and look, they haven't done it yet. So, I mean, maybe it just will never completely get put together. And I think part of that does fall on the head coach, but with all the talent that they have, they have a really, really high floor. So, uh, kind of like Tampa in the way that I think they're not playing their best football, I just think the Cowboys have a higher ceiling because I just think they're more explosive than Tampa is. So a bad loss, uh, or I should say a disappointing loss to the Packers considering they kind of had that game wrapped up, but still six and three, three games back in the division, of course, with the Eagles remaining undefeated. But I still think this Dallas season is going to end in the playoffs. And I think they're going to be you know, a pretty formidable opponent when they get there. All right, the number three team for me, San Francisco 49ers. They win on Sunday night uh, against the Chargers. Justin Herbert, really bad interception at the end of the game. The 49ers' defense comes up, gets the stop when they need it. Uh, they win the game 22-16. to 16. You look at what they did on offense. Jimmy Garoppolo, 240 yards passing. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, only 38 yards on the ground, but then he added another 39 through the air. So the, the 49ers remain kind of an interesting team to me. Because on one hand, you look and you go, they really do struggle to score. Despite the weapons that they have on offense, they're 18th in points per game. Um, and you, it should be better than that when you think about Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, Debo Samuel and George Kittle combined for 45 yards receiving on Sunday night. They have to get the ball more than that. I mean, Kittle only had two targets. Debo Samuel, six. They combined for three catches. They have a lot of talent. It's just not really being put together. Now, I think part of that obviously falls in the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is the kind of quarterback that you would think in this offense would play better. He has pieces around him, obviously a great head coach and Kyle Shanahan. You would think he'd be getting the ball to his receivers and making more plays. Hasn't really come together yet for them, but the, the win on Sunday night is why I still think they're a top three team in the NFC they just know how to win games. You look at the big games Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan have won together. You look at even the win on Sunday night. They did not play their best football on offense. They really didn't play their best football in general. Still come away with the win. They're five and four on the season. And I think the combination of the defense, with the fact that despite you know Jimmy Garoppolo not an outstanding game on Sunday night, has one in the playoffs. Shanahan has one in the playoffs. All the talent that they have on offense, it's not going to take a lot for them, uh, you know, to have a big game on offense. Now there is some good defenses in the NFC, and we'll get into that with Minnesota and the Eagles, and we already discussed the Cowboys. But the 49ers defense is right up there as well. They're fifth in points allowed after this weekend, slowly creeping back up to where I think they belong, which is one of the best defenses in the NFL. So the 49ers, to me right now, would be the number three team in the NFC, despite the fact they don't have as good a record as the Cowboys. I just think the 49ers, their, their ability to win big games, the ability to step up in those big moments, Dallas doesn't have that. I mean, they just don't. So I would put the 49ers ahead of the Cowboys and the Buccaneers at this point and move all the way up to number three in my list of the best teams in the NFC. All right, number two, and it's probably one of the more interesting teams in the entire league, regardless of conference. The Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings go into Buffalo. They beat the Bills in what is really, like I said at the beginning of the pod, probably the best game in the NFL so far this season. Just huge play after huge play. The Justin Jefferson one-handed catch. Probably the best catch I've ever seen in a regular season game, if not just... In any game, in in my whole kind of time watching football, you think of the one handed catch, the the uh, David Tyree catch in the Super Bowl. You think of the Odell catch. I've always thought Alshon Jeffrey's catch in the Super Bowl for a touchdown was a great catch, but this one really was on another level. To pull that in with the one hand, to get his hand on it, pull it away from the defender, come down with it, fourth and eighteen, like. That's a special, special play. And obviously, we know Justin Jefferson is a special player. 10 catches, 193 yards, one touchdown, really could have been two. He was, you know, very short uh, on catching what would have been the game winning field goal. I'm sorry, game winning touchdown. But this Minnesota team, they now move to eight and one. I think there's at this point a few like quality, quality wins where you say, okay, you can really, you know, be impressed by that. Going into Kansas City, quality win. Beating Buffalo, quality win. Obviously, no one's beaten the Eagles yet, but when someone does, that will be a really quality win. So the Minnesota Vikings have only lost one game. Their loss was to the Eagles, who are probably the best team you'll see, certainly in the NFC, arguably the NFL. And now they go into Buffalo and they beat the Bills. I've said before on this pod, I think the the Vikings are not giving enough credit. I don't think the head coach is giving enough credit. I don't think some of their defensive players are giving enough credit. I don't even think Kirk Cousins gets enough credit. Like, you look at his numbers yesterday, 357 yards, one touchdown. He did have the two interceptions, but he made some big-time throws in that game, like big-time throws, and Kirk Cousins is such an interesting case because on one hand, I think he's viewed as like the definition of average, right? Like some days he'll have great games. Other games he'll throw you out of it. But then you look at some of the big wins he's had in his career. He came into Philadelphia I believe it was 2015 or 2014. Won the division on the road in Philadelphia. He's gone into New Orleans and won a playoff game. That's never easy to do. Now he goes into Buffalo. He beats the Bills. Like he has some really, really quality wins on his resume. And to go out and really out Josh Allen. It's just. It really. it, It. It means that the Minnesota Vikings are now officially one of the best teams in the NFL. I think at this point, you're just being intentionally ignorant by not including them when you talk about them. They have an elite defense. The defense at this point that is not coming off of their best game. You look at some of the games they've had this year, holding the Dolphins to 16 points, holding the Packers in week one to seven points, and coming up with big plays late in that game to help the, uh, to help the Vikings come away with the win. Of course, they came away with the interception in the end zone, but then their offense is really, really good too. So when you combine the defense that has shown it can make big plays at big times, it's a pretty good pass rush. And then an offense that with Justin Jefferson really has been unstoppable all year, besides when he faced the number one team in the NFC, the Eagles, the Vikings have put together a resume where they absolutely belong. The discussion as a bet. One of the best teams in the NFL. And when you combine the fact that Kirk Cousins has won some big games, like They're not, uh, they are not going to be an easy out in the playoffs. So Minnesota, 8 and 1, continuing to earn respect, I think, amongst everyone in the NFL. And that win over Buffalo cements their place as one of the best teams in the entire league. All right, number one, they did not play yet. They play Monday night versus Washington, but they've built themselves enough of a cushion that even if they were to lose on Monday night, and I don't think they will, the Philadelphia Eagles remain the number one team in the NFC. They're second in points per game, third in points allowed, the only team in the NFC that's in the top five of both of those categories, obviously the only one in the top three of both. As well, and I still think now, even with that, even with Buffalo's loss, I still think it's the you know the Chiefs, Bills, Eagles as those top three teams. But the Eagles, the question now is, can Minnesota catch them? Right? Can Minnesota become the team that wins that number one seed in the NFC? If the Eagles were to lose on Monday night, they'd be tied with the Vikings. But of course, they have that tiebreaker, having beaten them back in uh, Week Two on Monday night. So comparing the Eagles and Vikings is interesting. Obviously. Having beaten the Vikings, I think Eagles fans will say, well, they're clearly better. I think the Vikings are playing much better than they were back in week two. I don't I'm not saying that they would beat the Eagles, but I think saying, Oh, the Eagles beat them, so they're definitely better. The Vikings have improved. The Vikings are playing at a really high level right now. And I'd be interested to see if the Eagles went into Buffalo how they would do there. It was snowing, it was a tough game. Like that's a big, big, big boy win for the Vikings. And I don't know if the Eagles are there yet. So I still think the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. I think Jalen is probably playing better than Kirk Cousins is. I mean, you look at the obviously the Vikings offense, the Eagles are still scoring more points. The Eagles probably still have more firepower on their offense. The defense, as good as Minnesota's has been at times, the Eagles' defense is way better. The amount of turnovers they create, third in points allowed. I mean, the Eagles are a better team than Minnesota. But if you would have told me back in week two that come, you know, week 10 or 11, we'd be debating, you know, who's going to be the top team in the NFC, Minnesota or the Eagles. I would have been surprised by that. So credit for the Vikings for holding on and keeping it close in the NFC. And the pressure remains on the Eagles. I mean, obviously we'll talk on Tuesday, but the Eagles have to win on Monday night. Like you would have thought that if the Eagles were eight and zero after their first eight games, they would have quite a quite a nice little cushion in the NFC. But not only do they not have it in the NFC, they don't even have it in their own division. So pressure remains on the Eagles to win. I think Monday night is a really good chance for them to come out national audience and show why they belong in that discussion as the best team in the entire NFL and I'll be interested to see how they respond to it but right now I still think they hold on to that top seed in the NFC simply because the great job they do taking care of the ball the great job that they do uh, taking the ball away I mean it's kind of what separates them to a certain extent from Buffalo and the way how reckless Josh Allen can be with the quarterback but so yeah I would still put the Eagles at number one and my top five teams would be fifth the Buccaneers, fourth Cowboys, third 49ers, number two Vikings, and number one still heading into Monday night is the Philadelphia Eagles. This has been the latest edition of the Best Football Show podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please hit that subscribe button, and please leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. Thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on Tuesday.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,